do it from a place of I'm respecting and honoring you as a person is going to have a much different outcome than if we come to a conversation, our emotional fire blazing, ready to just bulldoze anybody who has a different opinion than us. What kind of effect and what kind of outcome is that conversation going to have? It's not going to be one that is going to be in alignment with what our passions are longing for. Welcome to the Reach New Heights podcast, where we dive deep into all things self-healing, transformation, and building dreams. I'm Julie Householder, and it is my passion to share powerful tools to empower you to transform your life and reach new heights. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Reach New Heights podcast. Today, I am talking about cancel culture, some of the things that I have observed from my kind of mixed bag of studies and industries that I've worked in, as well as some different considerations to take into mind and different tools and ways that we can increase the effectiveness of our communication with others, how we can approach things in a conscious, intentional way so that we can have much more effective means of relating to one another as we build a more conscious, healthy world full of systems and communities that elevate and educate each other as we heal and grow on the micro level and collectively. I invite you to bring forth an open mind, an open heart, and a willingness. Maybe you have felt or have canceled someone out or blocked someone out, or maybe you've been on the receiving end of that. Someone in your life who disagrees with the way that you know, you see things or your perspective or your ideas. And so I know this topic can be a heated one, but I'd really like to approach it in a way where we're looking at this from the bird's eye view, not from a reactive point of view, to really look at the facts of what's going on, looking at the trends socially, looking at ourselves, observing ourselves, observing our reactions to this topic and what's coming up for us as we navigate this world, navigate this life, and navigate relationships with other people. Before we carry on with the episode content, this is an invitation to tune in, to check in with your mind, with your heart, with your physical body. Noticing in this moment how your breath feels today. Noticing if you're breathing more in a shallow manner and you're breathing more in your chest. Or if your breath is moving a lot throughout your abdomen and it's slower. Without judgment. Checking in with your shoulders and your neck. Allowing them to Relax if you're holding any tense stress in that area. Noticing your feet, the bottom of your feet and each toe. If your toes are curled up as some of us do when we're stressed out or anxious, just allowing each of your toes to expand and relax. And then slowly taking a full deep breath in through your nose and a 
exhaling everything that's happened today so far out through your mouth. Again, drawing another full deep breath in. And exhale. I think the most unsettling thing for me in the past couple years, especially since the pandemic started, presence of cancel culture across social media, in person. It's a trend that is dangerous and devastating, not only on the macro level, but also the micro level amongst friends, amongst family members. I mean, I see it all the time on social media, um, people unfriending each other or hearing stories from different people about another person not agreeing with them and blocking them or just like they're not speaking to each other anymore, whether it's family, friends, neighbors, you know, whoever. This has been also very interesting to watch because as someone who has extensive studies in media studies, so I used to be a journalism major with PR, so I studied all these different aspects of the media, you know, advertising, public relations, the different forms of journalism, being well-versed in journalism ethics, media ethics, media law, and media literacy, and understanding how the media conducts itself, how it impacts us on the psychological level, each of those branches, and what the aims of those different forms of communication are aiming to do. And also with the understanding, the psychology behind cancel culture, the history of it, how it's been used in various cultures and countries over time, and how the media influences that process with differing polarized narratives and a lot of two-dimensional thinking and characterization of different archetypes of people depending on what the specific topic is regarding. I feel like most of us as human beings, we want this world, we all want the same things. You know, we want to be safe, have, you know, our basic needs met. We want our family and friends to be happy and healthy and have opportunities for growth, whether it's economically, you know, socially, whatever it is that we have those opportunities for growth. And I think that's something that's really important to keep in mind here as well as the fact that humans on the basic level one of our core needs is to give and receive love we're wired for community we're wired as a species to live and work and be in relation to others within a commu like communal space that's really critical for our brain's development if you ever read about you know early childhood development of the brain and all of these different aspects of what is needed for our actual development right and throughout the lifetime and how loneliness and isolation there's so many studies now about the health impacts of loneliness and isolation the immune system it can really cause and wreak havoc on our bodies it's important for us as humans, just right off the bat, right now, to acknowledge that we, at least most of us, have not been taught how to hold effective, conscious communication. Most of us have not been taught these skills. A lot of us don't have a lot of training in the art of rhetoric or just speaking or persuasion or any of these kinds of topics that used to be so major way back in the day, especially ancient Greece and all of these different societies that really treasured the art of public speaking and communication and where in their free time they get together and debate things and come up with theories and all that sort of thing. So when we talk to people, we have to understand 
that it's a conversation between two or more imperfect humans who might not have an education on how to consciously communicate and may not have those communication skills to navigate conflict in a conscious way. So we have to be really mindful of that right off the bat in any conversation and communication that we have. The first theme I'm going to talk about is conflict and our perception of conflict, discussion, debates, and our relationship to it. What your perception of those things is deeply connected and linked to your home family system. Whatever family system or whichever environment you grow up in as a child influences how you communicate and how you perceive conflict. When we are children, when we are babies, we are constantly observing everything. You'll still you'll see babies and kids, they watch they watch everything. You know what I mean? So you can say one thing, but if you're doing something else, they're going to copy what you do and they're also going to copy what you say. Right? Kids are like sponges. They're constantly absorbing everything. What they see, what they hear, all of that. And that really builds the background track of how we see, perceive, and think and communicate with others. We learn how to communicate from the people around us. So it's very important to understand that our view of discussions or debates or conflict is very linked with those experiences not just in our family system, but also within the social environment as children at school and after school care or social activity. Our experiences deeply imprint on our subconscious mind, on our physical body, and on our nervous system. So if we grew up in a home environment where conflict included something that was not safe for us, physically, mentally, emotionally, that was dangerous to us, We have to also recognize that as adults, when we're navigating communications, our nervous system might be having trauma responses or might be exhibiting some dysregulation. It's really key to notice that. One of my favorite therapists, I'll drop her social media links in the description. Her name is Vienna. And her and her husband came out with this course that I got that I'm obsessed with, but it's called Get the Love You Want. And there's this whole module that they do and they teach about conflict and turning conflict into connection. Because if we enter every conflict and communication with the intention that we're seeking to connect deeper with each other and leave that communication more deeply connected with somebody, that intention going into that communication is gonna have different results. We have to really focus on what the outcome and what our intention is with every communication that we have. Another theme in this is understanding perception and how someone thinks, feels, acts, and their behavior is deeply linked with everything that's ever happened them in their entire life. Our perception as human beings is shaped and molded by the environments, by the people and things we've been exposed to and our perception of those events, our conclusions of those events. A lot of our perspective, especially when we're talking about the political and social issue context, as well as a lot of these major topics, for a lot of us are linked with pain 
with trauma, with exhaustion and frustration. These topics and a lot of these things that we're navigating as a culture right now can have a very high emotional charge. And so we have to be really mindful of that. When we're talking to people and things are starting to escalate emotionally speaking, a lot of that is from past experiences and trauma and different passions that we all have. That leads us to the necessary skills of nervous system regulation and learning how to respond rather than react and being really open and honest with people in our communication. Say we're having a conversation with someone and it's a family, friend, friend, coworker, whoever it is. If we already are starting off the bat recognizing, hey, my intention for this conversation is to really connect with this person. All of us as human beings, we all want to feel seen, heard, acknowledged, and accepted in the sense that we are accepted as we are, we are safe to bring forth our ideals. Because rejection and cancel culture, that is not going to be effective in helping all of us evolve and helping our communities and our countries evolve in a conscious way. Because when someone comes up to us, right, and they say, oh, that's really, that idea that you have is really stupid and now I'm going to reject you and I don't want you to ever talk to me again. Like, stay away from me because of that idea. That can be deeply painful for the other person, but also that shuts down a moment of actual conscious communication where it can be a moment of education. It can be a moment where that person says, oh, you know, I see and hear what you're saying you know, this This is my idea on this and this is kind of why I believe what I believe and these are my thoughts on it. Do it from a place of I'm respecting and honoring you as a person is gonna have a much different outcome than if we come to a conversation, our emotional fire blazing, ready to just bulldoze anybody who has a different opinion than us, what kind of effect and what kind of outcome is that conversation gonna have? It's not gonna be one that is gonna be in alignment with what our passions are longing for. If we're longing and our intention is to build a better world and to build a more connected and healthy world and healthy systems within our society that properly honor and respect people, we have to think about the micro movements in our everyday life, whether or not you know our behaviors or our communications are actually gonna help us achieve that, right? So we have to keep that long-term goal in check, but also really tune in and notice what our patterns of communication are with peace and grace for ourselves about how chronic stress and trauma can really shorten our window of tolerance, meaning our nervous system can become dysregulated much faster when we're under chronic stress. And when our nervous system becomes dysregulated, it's much more difficult to really hold conscious communication when from a place of groundedness where we feel secure and safe in our own body and our own system. Nervous system regulation and learning how to respond rather than react, is linked with learning how to notice and observe our bodies, notice the thoughts in our mind, noticing our emotions. So there's a lot of work going on when we're having these communications, right? We have to notice what's going on and be like, oh, hey, I'm noticing some emotion coming up. I'm noticing that my heart is starting to beat really fast. I'm feeling my face kind of get flushed. I'm feeling some anger. I'm feeling very stressed out, right? So when we start noticing what's happening, naming what's going on inside of our body and saying, hey, you know, this com this conversation, this communication, like I just, I needed to start taking some deep breaths. And to know where our threshold is for our capacity for certain conversations. 
and to know when to ask the person and say, hey, you know, I'm really glad to be talking with you about this. I'm just noticing that, you know, I'm having a lot of different emotions coming up and I'm starting to get a little stressed out. I just need to step away for a moment and let's regroup, you know, in five minutes or, or let's, you know, talk about this at another time. I just need to make sure, you know, that I want to make sure that when I talk with you that I really want to be open-minded and open-hearted hearted to what you're saying and I just need a moment to kind of just calm myself down a little bit because and being honest you know being being honest with people you know this conversation is really difficult for me and I'm I'm really um, struggling to communicate and I want to communicate in a way where we can really connect even if we have differing views being honest with people about your intention and knowing how to set loving boundaries respectfully when we disagree with someone that thinks differently than us, learn the context and the environment of when to engage in certain conversations. For example, my one of my like general rules of thumb is not to engage in debates or communications online, especially as a comment on a social media post. I'd much rather chat with a person. Even then, I feel like you have to be super mindful when you're approaching that because a lot is lost through online communication. It's very difficult to have an effective conversation with someone where they can really feel my energy, they can feel my tone of voice, they can see my eyes, they can feel here that I'm, I'm really genuinely trying to understand with them, trying to connect with them, see their point of view, and honor our differences. And it's very hard to convey over really brief comments. So that's kind of one of my like general rule of thumb for, for those types of conversations. I just like to make sure that I'm able to really communicate with somebody um, on a deeper level when it comes to topics that have a high emotional charge. I think a big thing for me and the way that I, I see and view the world, I just right off the bat, the fact that I was really like a journalism personality, I love seeking to understand how people think. I love asking people questions. I love cultures that are different than me and learning about them and learning about cultures and learning about differences, that right there, it just ignites me. I love the fact that our planet is so diverse and I love that because it makes life so interesting. When I'm having conversations with people that might be challenging conversations, it's really important, again, to notice and reflect in our lives, to notice where our skill sets are and where we might have room for improvement in ner nervous system regulation, in conscious communication skills and setting boundaries and there are so many different resources out there that can help us begin to build that practice a big thing for me was my education and, and training in various forms of meditation and mindfulness learning about world religions and a lot of spiritual concepts for me are really great ways to look at people and understand the point of view and looking at somebody as a consciousness and understanding the collective consciousness and the different themes and, and what's going on as we navigate the energetic climate of this planet, as well as my personal faith. With the commandment of loving your neighbor as yourself, where neighbor really is not just your physical neighbors of people who live next to you, but it's other humans all around you. Knowing that we don't just inhabit a space or a neighborhood, a community, a state or a country, but we're also global citizens. And seeing how when we love others like ourselves, 
regardless of what and who that person is, what they've done in their life. It's a very, very difficult task when we're talking with people who might just fundamentally disagree with us on every single belief that we have or might have a different set of values in us. Our neighbors aren't just the people that agree with every single value and idea and belief that we hold. Our neighbors are people who think, behave, pray differently than us, love differently than us, who see the world differently than us. Our neighbors include the people who have polar opposite views, politically, socially, everything. And while expressing our emotions is so important and being in tune with our emotions is so important, we have to see and realize that when we talk to others or when we cancel someone out or reject somebody, that's just going to continue a pattern of hurt and pain. It doesn't bring healing. And that's for both parties in that interaction. And when we think about healing our worlds and really building and healing our our governments and our systems and our structures, we have to look within and really see what it is that we're doing that could have some room for growth and our own personal healing as we set intentions to have conscious communications with others. So these are, you know, different guiding principles that can help us really see to connect, understand, and respect and elevate one another rather than moving from a place of reactivity and pain. It's a challenging task at hand. Human beings are imperfect. We're not perfect. And that's kind of the beauty and the rigor at the same time of what it is to be human, what it is to have a human life with other human beings that are imperfect in a society and a culture that has been built by imperfect humans. My hope for this world is that we may choose love over fear, choose love over hate, choose connection and healing over polarization and rejection and canceling each other out. May we look and see people and get to know them first before automatically assuming who they are just based off of one thing that they say or based off of their political party. Recognizing that humans are layered and complex beings. We're more than these narratives and these portrayals that the media likes to paint. We are very contradicting. A lot of us have different parts of us that have different ideas even about the same topic. And all of that is linked with a great depth of life experience, of past hurts, of varying ways of seeing the same thing that's happening. And so may we have a little more grace and love of each other and build a better world together because when we are all so polarized and all of these different kind of ways of separating and creating and driving a wedge of separation between people, it's really going to slow down the process of healing and slow down the process of change than when we work together and we work to connect one another, work towards building a better future together. Because not to sound cliche, but we we literally all are in this together and it's the future generations 
that are going to be impacted by the decisions and the choices that we make today. So I am wishing you all a beautiful rest of your week. And I'll see you next time here on the Reach New Heights podcast. From my heart to yours, thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast as much as I love creating it. As always, you can connect with me on Instagram at JULHouseholder or my website, juliehouseholder.com. I love hearing how you've integrated these episodes into your life. And if you feel called, please leave a review on iTunes so we can help others reach new heights. Mm-hmm.